Hello in TV land. I'm Brennan Savory. I'm Sebastian Rickoff. And I'm Rowan Wood. And this is Across the Stars, where if it's Star Wars, we cover, we cover it. It was synced on my end, which means it works. It's uh, good. It's good. So um, we are joined for the first time today by Brennan Savory. We hope he'll join us uh, in the future. But for now, we are going to talk about, uh, after our first part, we are going to talk about the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special, which is, uh, I'm sure has a place, is in a place near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, so Brennan, whenever we have a guest on our podcast for the first time, we usually ask you about your Star Wars origin story. So tell us, how did you first get into Star Wars and uh, what was your, was your upbringing influenced by Star Wars in any way? Um, well, my Star Wars origin story is probably because, most likely because of my father, because my father was born in 1977, which is when A New Hope came out. So he grew up on it. He was a teen when the prequels came out. I grew up watching all six movies. I, every week, every Memorial Day weekend, my dad and I, the girls would be out on like a Girl Scout trip. We'd shut the shades, we'd grab a bunch of chips, and we'd just watch all six Star Wars movies in a row. That was awesome. That sounds so, pretty sweet. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Um, so like yeah. It, yeah. So we all love Phineas and Ferb, all three of us. Um, so uh, uh, Sebastian, uh, let's start with you. How long? Like, like how how much of a Phineas and Ferb fan are you? Um, I it was it was I wasn't a big fan. I was much more of a Cartoon Network kid, but there were some shows that made uh, exceptions in that for me. Uh, and Phineas and Ferb was definitely one of them. Like I loved watching Phineas and Ferb, and especially the like you know the earlier episodes. I must have watched a hundred times each, and then like somewhere along the line, I stopped. I must have stopped watching. I don't know because I. I never watched the season finale, so at some point I stopped watching. I don't really know when that was, but I I really love the show. It was one of my favorites as a kid. And uh, Brennan, what about you? Actually, I remember it was I. It was what August of twenty seven of two thousand seven. It came out. I think so, around there. Yeah, I remember because it was one of my earliest memories. I was about four years old. I did not, I remember specifically, it was the roller coaster episode because that's the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I was hiding under the table in my living room because I didn't want to get in the shower. So my dad's chasing me around the house and I just want to watch the first episode of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> and ever since then, it's been in my life. I watched it with you, Rowan. Oh, yes. I've, I've rewatched it. I've, I sing songs pretty much on the daily. I can vouch for that. Um, I funny, was, oh. yeah, yeah. So, so oh, I, I was just I, gonna say funny. Yeah. And, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Funny no, no, enough, no, no, my, no, my sister. I, I just had dinner. My sister was singing one of the Phineas and Ferb songs while we were at dinner. <laughs> She had stuck in her head. Anyway, now, now you were wrong. Um, so <clears throat> I really only got into it when it was on Netflix, but I like watched it religiously back in the day. And uh, now I'm 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 very glad that I can that I keep that I have the uh, the excuse to keep coming back to it. Um, but later in their run, they did a lot of uh, themed episodes and crossovers. Uh, they did a Marvel one. Uh, they did like a, a horror esque episode with the uh, with the uh, Revenge of the Pharmacists or something, and then um, and then they did the Star Wars episode, uh, which 
Um, I don't know about you guys, but the Star Wars episode might rank as one of my favorite episodes of Phineas and Ferb ever because it it just intersects two things that I love so, so much and it does it so well. What are your guys' thoughts on it, Brennan? We'll start with you. Um, I mean, I agree. I remember, I remember, I think the first time I watched that was what? It came out in 2014, so I was like 11. I was 11, 12 when it came out. And I remember I'm just sitting in my grandma's bed. It's like an 11 year old and I'm just watching it on her TV. And then I'm like, whoa, because, you know, the Phineas and Ferb was like, like my thing with like my sisters, like we'd wake up, it would be on at 5 a.m. on Disney Channel before all like the Disney Junior crap came on. So I'd always <laughs> watch it before school. So then I had that with my sisters, but then I had the Star Wars thing with my dad. So then the fact that they came in, I don't know. It was very harmonious in my opinion. So uh, there's actually a time uh, watching it. Like I said, I stopped watching Phineas and Ferb at some point. I've, obviously, I've gone back and I've revisited um, like a lot, of, especially the, I think I've rewatched the entire first two or three seasons. Um, but this was my first time watching this um this special I'd never seen it before. And I, I, you know, I enjoyed it. It was like a, a clash of two things that I liked. And it was, you know, it had that classic sort of Phineas and Ferb style humor and, and whatnot. And it was, it was nice to just watch something, you know, it was nice to just watch Phineas and Ferb. It reminded me more of Phineas and Ferb than, than Star Wars, which, you know, like it's part of the Phineas and Ferb series. So that makes sense. But it was, it was nice to just watch Phineas and Ferb again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's fun because it's like, you know, it's a Phineas and Ferb story. It's and 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 they're only passive observers to the Star Wars story, uh, which I think is 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 really funny. And you know, they establish at the beginning, at the end of the opening crawl, none of this is canon, so you can just relax, which is the first one of the first of many incredible jokes in this in this uh special that not only has to do with Phineas and Ferb, but Star Wars too. Like there's some really like deep cut nerd jokes for star wars fans like like numerous references to jack porkins and we get like an appearance by him at the end and there's just so much obscure star wars knowledge obviously the um um dan povenmire and swampy marsh are big star wars fans and i think that really brought a great uh brought a great um atmosphere of i think love and care to it that mm-hmm. um you know because they like they could have really messed it up and they could and like it might not have been great but it was and i think they just did a great job involving the star wars and the Phineas and verb mythos mythos in um in in one yeah um so can we get some favorite moments from you guys sebastian Ooh, on my part, I uh, get it, go to Brennan first. I, I okay, need to all right. All right, cool. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I have not seen it in a long time, but I really liked Buford and Baljeet's roles as stormtroopers with with Candace. I found that hysterical because Baljeet and Buford were one of my favorite duos in the show. Because they they were hysterical. Obviously, they were the typical. They were both the typical bully, mm-hmm. nerd combo, but they were also best friends, and I found that very funny. I remember they made all like I think two years before that episode came out. They came out with a song in one of the episodes, "A Big Hunk and Hole in My Heart," 
And I, lo- and I love that song because it's just so funny to me. The fact mm-hmm. that these, that this bully and a nerd can be best friends. And it's like, a, it's like a buddy cop situation. Like they're just these two, aren't they like slacking? They're like slacker stormtroopers. And yeah, Candace they're... is like on their ass every day. Yeah, they're like the the super low. They're like the lowest of the low level stormtroopers on like sock duty and and whatnot. And, and Candace uh, just wants to rise up. Exactly. I yeah. No, I I, I thought that the the Buford. I, I was I was wondering how they were gonna do like them as stormtroopers because I I just assumed everybody would be on the same side except for Doofenshmirtz. But uh, I'm I'm much happier this way. It was it worked out pretty well. Um, but I, I, for favorite moments, I gotta say, uh, my, or not all of them, but a lot of my favorite songs from Phineas and Ferb were, um, Doofenshmirtz songs. I don't know what it is. Like his, his voice doesn't even sound like it, it would be optimal for singing, um, at all, but it's just the Doofenshmirtz songs have always been great in my opinion. Um, and I think that this time it was no exception. Uh, I forget what the name of the. Are you talking about yeah. Sithinator? Yeah, the Sithinator song. It was just, I I really enjoyed it. I did. Oh, Rowan, how about you? I just loved all of the little like, just small jokes that they had that like like Doofenshmirtz in originally making the Death Star as a nutcracker and then saying like, look, the, the Empire made it so big, it's totally impractical. That thing can't even crack a nut. A nut would be totally destroyed. <laughs> it's just, it's so good. It's, you know, one thing that Phineas and Ferb is amazing at, it's just having these little jokes that sometimes they come back, sometimes they don't, but they're so funny in the moment, especially when I was younger. Like I would just mm-hmm. die laughing on the floor just at like the at like the littlest joke and sometimes i still do because they're still so funny um but i really liked how um how you know even though it's established to be not canon they still sort of um they still sort of like make it so that like they sort of tease you and like oh like it could be canon because technically it doesn't you know in, in interfere with anything but i just really liked how, how they uh, how they handled that also it wasn't until now that i really noticed candace's neck and like <laughs> l- l- like with the black sleeve on it because it's like it's it's just so impractical just like the tiny neck holding up the the head and the stormtrooper helmet it something about it just seems so wrong to me i ever since i was because i remember there was like a first season episode well what was it she was she accidentally became like a model like this person just wanted like oh we need this person with a really long neck and she happened to be there so ever since that episode i've just been thinking about her long neck and i found it hysterical okay not in like a weird way but <laughs> I know, she, I know, just, the way the way you said it just made me made me cry i just can't stop thinking about her neck no because yeah. like like rowan's right like it looks almost bobbleheady yeah it's it's completely ridiculous yeah no i i i'm, I'm like brennan i i noticed the long neck you know, a while back, but it definitely does stand out a lot more in this one. It's yeah, it's 
odd character design, but that's what you can do with cartoons and somebody has a triangle shaped head, you know? Yeah. Um, another just little visual gag I thought was hilarious for whatever reason was Doofenshmirtz trying to drink from the water fountain, but the water would always splash onto his helmet and he couldn't get past the helmet. And then later on, Buford, I'm sorry, I'm just rattling off these jokes that I found funny. That's but Buford comes in wearing Obi-Wan's robe and he's just like, hey, I found a free robe on the ground. There was just one <laughs> hole right in the middle of it. I didn't get that until you just mentioned it. Yeah. That, like the first time I watched, it, I was like, "Oh, he just found some robe." And then, yeah. And now when you say it, I'm like, "Oh, shit. yeah." Because <laughs> Obi Wan's body disappeared, and there was the one slash in it from the lightsaber. <laughs> I to I totally forgot about that joke, <laughs> and now I need to completely rewatch it after this and realize that because I mean, like, that's pretty dark. Yeah. yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, they. They pushed, they didn't push the envelope in like a bad way, but mm -hmm. like once you take a sec, like they didn't do it in like a, like a sexual bad way, but they did it in like a borderline, like, wait a sec. Like that's that, like yeah. that can be pretty, like not child approved, but yeah, it's well, still hysterical. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they did have um, some dude looking at a, a Twi'lek in a bathing suit at like the very, very... I swear it's work-related. <laughs> yeah. He, they, all, they all go up and he's, it's like the hut sale or whatever. And he's like, I swear it's work-related, guys. This, now that you, you mentioned that the stormtroopers in the office attire, but they still <laughs> have the helmets... It's just like, like obviously that would never have a place in actual Star Wars, but no. like it's like you know it, it it leads into the Empire being like a just like a boring work environment because like <laughs> honestly there's probably so much paperwork to go along with everything, but we oh, just definitely. don't see it. I mean, because... you're building a giant space station. Exactly. Yeah. You need to fill out forms. You got to get the tax returns. You got to do all that in space. Yeah. yeah. I, I... I also, like, I don't know why this cracked me up, but Doofenshmirtz's tower as a spaceship, like, they didn't even edit it in any way to look like a spaceship, as far as I remember. It was just his tower sideways. That was, yeah. that was it. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, that's it. I also, when when I was rewatching, I totally forgot about the scene where Doofenshmirtz is looking at a computer and he's like, "Hey, look, my timeshares on Alderaan are worth five are worth five times more than when I last looked." And then Alderaan gets destroyed in the background. And he's like, "No, no, no, no! What? They're going down zero. <laughs> yeah, no, that that would got me good too. That was, that was, like, was nice. and and back to what Sebastian said about the Doofenshmirtz songs being fantastic. With the Sithinator song, there were many, not just like Doofenshmirtz-related lines, just like, you know what, like, I want to be higher than everyone, you know, mm -hmm. I want to I want to prove to people that I'm worth something, but he also just had very tongue-in-cheek, like, funny Star Wars lines. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like, he said, the Emperor will be blown away much like Alderaan, and as a yeah. kid, I found that hysterical, because I'm like, this dude literally just just witnessed a whole genocide and he's singing it in the song and, like I mean, obviously brennan, brennan as a legal adult i still find that hysterical so it's yeah. so funny 
As another legal adult, I also still find that hysterical. What's it like not being the only uh, being the only non-legal uh, adult in this? Uh, well, actually, you're not an adult. What's it like being the only non-adult in this call, Brennan? Huh? Huh? Sorry. I don't know. Can you, can you sneak? Being R-rated movie. You can legally go and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was about to say nothing. No, nothing's open. That would not help. Um, but, yeah. Um, some other ones that I'm, 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 I'm just remembering um, is when they go into Moss Eisley Cantina and Finger Dan and and the model nodes are are going off the stage, and then the announcer's like, "Only one death and one dismemberment. Not bad for a Wednesday." <laughs> Because, like, I just wonder how often that stuff happens in the Moss Eisley Cantina. And um, the Doofenshmirtz... I mean, it's for all the scum and villainy. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah there yeah, was the yeah, sign that said... 14%, 14% more scum and villainy. That was great. Oh, my God. And Doofenshmirtz runs after Vader on a moving sidewalk in the opposite direction. I mean, obviously, it's a total Doofenshmirtz <laughs> thing to do. But, like, Darth Vader... Darth Vader only has one yeah. line in this, now that I'm thinking back. He's says i find your lack of socks disturbing um also yeah. like the, um, i was yeah i was com- oh yeah you first you first no, 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 no. mine's gonna go off and entirely- okay 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 you go you go all right i, um, I have nothing else yeah i was just gonna filibuster <laughs> all right no i was just gonna say i was kind of shocked that um I don't know why. I thought that this would be like sort of a, a Phineas and Ferb reimagined version of a new hope. And so I thought that like they would be alongside the main characters this whole time, which is why I was like completely shocked by the fact. I'm glad that it turned out this way. I think it's better this way. But um I was completely shocked by the fact that like, you know, you hardly ever see like you see Luke at the very beginning and then you see him fly by at the like end. Um and you know, you see like Han Solo, the the only time you really see him is uh when he's in the bar with Isabella, but um, I was like kind of shocked by the fact that it wasn't, you know, that it focused on an entirely different sort of subplot, I guess. Like it wasn't like just a strict rehashing. Exactly. A New Hope. Thank you. I, that's something that like Phineas and Ferb has like always, I mean, that I remember that mm-hmm. they've like taken these like very stereotypical like plots subplots whatever but they find a way to just like turn it on its head and like subvert your expectations like not Mm -hmm. in a bad way like they just do like they're they're kids they're they're an animated cartoon they can do what they want yeah no I, i i thought it was great you know it was a nice it was it was it was basically just phineas and fur but in Star Wars, you know, like, Hap- like they just happened to be in Star Wars. Exactly, it was it was exactly what I, not you know, it was exactly what it, it should have been. And come to think of it, you know, because the it's like the characters were still the characters, but they happened to be in Star Wars, and somehow it it fit. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I love most about like crossovers or inspired episodes like that, when like they can still be themselves as characters. Mm-hmm. while also being in a completely different world universe whatever and the fact that a children's cartoon could pull this off is is mind-blowing to me uh, 
Phineas deserves a lot of credit for just being such a high quality show in general. <laughs> I don't think there's really one like terrible episode. I don't know. I remember, I remember as a kid, the only thing that I really didn't like about Phineas and Ferb was all the like musical numbers. But looking back, I really do like them. Because like some, I mean, obviously as a kid, you'd be like, oh, I don't need to see this. You know, yeah. I'm like eight exactly. years old. That's exactly it. Yeah. But because it's like they have one, I'm almost positive, Rowan, you can correct me if I'm wrong, in like every episode. Yeah. I think every episode oh, they yeah. have at least I think, one. Yeah, right every now. single episode has one musical number, I think. And the fact that they can just come up with a song for every episode. Mm. And especially to bring it back to Star Wars, because Roman's going to yell at us. <laughs> the fact <laughs> that they still came up with pretty decent to very good songs mm-hmm. incorporating Star Wars is, is, ve- is like very just good on the director, the writers, on everything on that show, that they could just come together and mesh these two worlds. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the, the musical talent that works on Phineas and Ferb and something else, to be able to, like, consistently come up with all this is pretty good. Like, I've never written music, but I can assume that it ain't easy. Especially if you're, you've been, because what, the show came out in 2007. It ended in, like, 2015. Mm-hmm. You have to write... Well, you don't have to, but you choose to write a new song for seven, four seasons across seven years. Yeah. Seven, eight years. Like, that is crazy to me that they're like, all right, song, song, song. There's like an hour episode here, an hour and a half movie here, and they still put songs in it. Like, that entire show should, like, the crew, everything should just get so much credit. Yeah. on creating something that's I not think, only like really good but just a part of a lot of people's childhood i feel like that's the reason that they only had four seasons in eight years because there was just so much that went into every single episode mm-hmm. um which you know like i would have preferred they go go all in on four seasons instead of half ass eight seasons um, because I feel like, you know, like if they're going to go all in, you know, that's why we get stuff like the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special or like Act Your Age or the movies. That's why we get two full movies of, from Phineas and Ferb. Side note, still haven't seen the second one, Candace Against the Universe. Me neither. Still I've only seen that Across one. the Second Dimension. Yeah. And I love it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's one of my favorite musical numbers ever. Is uh, I Which found one? a brand new best yeah. friend. It's me. I, like I told yeah. you, I, I love the Doofenshmirtz songs. It's, fa- I don't know it's what fantastic. It is. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about like Doofenshmirtz singing, but it's just I love each <laughs> and every one of his songs. Like, yeah, because on Doofenshmirtz, sorry, wrong. But like even in the Star Wars universe, to me, like Doof is kind of a side character. Like he's he's designed to be a side character. Mm-hmm. But even when he's the main character, like he's, a, I, in my opinion, he's a quasi main character in all of Phineas and Ferb, especially in this Star Wars episode. But like, he's not overbearing. Like, he's still enjoyable. Like, yeah. I know, like, there are a lot of sidekicks and stuff in movies and TV shows that, like, they get their own TV show or their own movie and they just, like, tank it. They have more of a platform and they're and they just fit better as a side character but doof <laughs> could carry an episode just because like that's his character and he, sure has, he has yeah yeah he's yeah. carried several episodes 
Yeah. Although I feel like they had to establish him first as like yeah. a as like a side character because like good side characters getting their own episodes in TV shows is always great. So they 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 built him up and then they gave him his his own storylines which really paid off, I think. And that didn't like bring him down. Like, cause he, I mean, he's like kind of a tragic character. I mean, think about it. His daughter he hates really him. <laughs> his, his ex-wife is terrible to him. And he gets beat up by a platypus every day of his life. <laughs> and he's still this happy-go-lucky, down-on-his-luck scientist. That's mm-hmm. he's like, pretty much he's like, I just want attention, pretty much. <laughs> and that, see, yeah. and that's what I was talking about with the characterization coming to Star Wars. It's still mm-hmm. just fit. Roman, you can talk now. No, Sebastian has something to say. Don't remember. I don't. <laughs> when you forget what, what what you were gonna say, like two seconds after you started to speak, I just I I, I have those moments. Everyone has those moments. Yeah, I just no, I, yeah. funny. For all for all I know, I just didn't have anything to say, and I was probably yeah. just saying something like, "Yeah, exactly," or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, any uh, any final thoughts about the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars special? Uh, definitely worth a watch if you like Phineas and Ferb. If you don't know anything about Phineas and Ferb, it probably won't be half as enjoyable. Yeah, if you don't know anything about Phineas and Ferb or Star Wars, A, why are you listening to this podcast? And and, and, and B, uh, it probably wouldn't be too enjoyable for you. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it is worth a rewatch, <clears throat> Brennan. Um, yeah, yeah. So definitely worth the watch and the rewatch just just if 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 nothing else just to catch all of those jokes that you might have missed uh in 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 retrospect uh brennan any final thoughts um not not much honestly obviously i'm gonna i'm probably gonna rewatch it like right after this because i totally forgot just how funny it is the tiny little references and obviously i'm gonna catch a lot more but I'm gonna love it. Honestly, thank thank you two for thank you you. Why can't I talk? Thank you two for bringing me on here. It was very enjoyable. Oh, of course, it was lovely having you. Yeah, thank you for joining us, Brennan. We'll be sure to bring you back at some point. Uh, for all those of you listening out there, uh, this has been Across the Stars. My name is Rowan Wood. I'm Sebastian Rakoff, and I'm Brennan Savory. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>